Well, if there's just one kind of basic main idea that I want to share with you tonight uh, in this time together, uh, it is really these six words. With God, all things are possible. That's a big idea. With God, all things are possible. And these specific words come from Jesus in uh, Mark, sorry, Matthew 19, 26. And he's speaking about a very specific situation, but it's a biblical concept that we find in other places too. Uh, the prophet Jeremiah, Psalm 145 in a different way, Genesis 18, Luke 1. Like it comes up in many different places. But with God, all things are possible. So it's this very, very large uh, idea. But I think we need to wrestle with the fact that that sometimes we wonder, is this too big uh, of an idea? And maybe there's been chapters in our life where we think, yeah, all, all things are possible. Uh, but maybe there's other times in chapters where we think, well, maybe some things are possible. Uh, and other times we're just not quite so sure. Uh, when I was in high school, I watched this show with my friends and then into, into university as well called Saturday Night Live, uh, SNL. It's still out there. It's still on. I haven't seen it in quite a while, but SNL. And... Um, you know, and, and when I watched it, it was like a golden era. There was like was the end of Phil Hartman's time, but there was like Adam Sandler, there was uh, um, you know, Will Ferrell, there was Chris Farley, all these guys, really the, the classic guy, Tina Fey. Anyway, there's this one skit called Lowered Expectations. And Lowered Expectations was basically uh, an old kind of video, um, video system. It was like a dating service, right? And this is before the internet took off. And so uh, people would send in these videos of themselves and try to make them, them look good. But the whole idea with the whole concept is Lowered Expectations. Maybe part of the reason why people aren't getting dates is because we've got too high of an expectation, right? So we would just be, be honest. We're all broken in our own little way. Maybe we just need to lower our expectations and therefore we maybe won't get hurt as much. Maybe we, you know, things will go better for us. And I'm recalling from memory, but I remember one of them. Uh, let's call her Jean from Idaho. And she's made her video, her promo video for herself. And the thing with Jean is that she will say kind of just inappropriate things at you know, random moments. And, uh, and, but it, so, so that could cause a problem, right? Anyway, so she has her video, and she's trying to put her best foot forward. And she says, you know, my name's Jean from Idaho, and um, I smell the armpits. And I just want to meet somebody who is it's really good, and we can connect, and we can just really be close together, really, like smelly armpits, and it'd be so nice, and uh, long walks on the beach, maybe we could just, like, be soulmates or, you know, smelly armpits, and so, like, I hope it went well with Jean, you know. Uh, it's hard to know how that worked out for her, but the whole concept was like, okay, you know, we, we all got our own things, and maybe we just need to lower our expectations, and it'll go better for us. Uh, but, of course, even as I'm saying this illustration, you're probably knowing why I'm making the connection, because... I think what happens sometimes is that we go through life and we have experiences and we, and we lower our expectations around God. And why do we do that? Well, maybe life has just simply been hard. It's been difficult. Maybe we've been wrestling or struggling with something. And we've prayed to God desperately on our knees sometimes, and God has maybe not answered in the way that, that we had wanted or expected. And we start to, start to wonder. Uh, or maybe also it's just like cynicism. Like, I don't know if you know, like the... the the default, the MO of our culture and our time, like the battery set, like the, the factory settings for the culture is cynicism. And so if you're not proactive about not thinking that way, it's like this uh, airborne disease that just kind of infects you, this cynicism and takes over. And so in light of all that, I think Christmas Eve is a time when God reaches into our lives to lift our eyes yet again back to a horizon of possibility. What's unexpected 
With God, all things are possible. Let's, let's lift these people yet again to the horizon of my possibility. Now, I think this is something that we find very clearly in the story itself. I'll just provide three examples with you. But with God, all things are possible, and we're being taught something in the story to expect the unexpected. First example, a young nobody from a backwater village is favored by God. And this is no disrespect to Mary. Right? This is just the reality of the historical situation. So, you know, a, a young girl, so she's young. So Mary, according to the convention of the time, probably would have been 14 or 15 when she had Jesus. Maybe 16. She's a woman, and, and the place of women in society then was different from now. Right? She's a Jew living under Roman oppression. Not only that, but she's from Nazareth, which is a backwater village, which is barely on the map. So she's like way down here on the social ladder. But she's the one to whom God comes and says, favored one. She is the favored one. I'm, I'm going to work through you to bring the Messiah into the world. And everyone's like, as we read the story, well, that's unexpected. But with God, all things are possible. The second one is that a virgin gives birth. Luke 2, verse 7. I remember when my parents had the birds and the bees talk with me. That's not how it works, okay? A virgin gives birth, so this child, who will be called Son of the Most High, the text tells us, this child will be fully God and, and fully human, and through a virgin, well, that's unexpected. Well, maybe with God all things are possible. Third example, the Messiah is born in a feed trough for animals. So Messiah is a Hebrew word that means anointed one. And so in the Hebrew scriptures, what we call the Old Testament, there are these prophecies about a Messiah, the anointed one, who is God's chosen king and representative on the earth, and he is going to be a rescuing figure. And he comes in the person of Jesus, and he's born in what we call a manger, a feed trough for animals. Just, just think about that for a second. And not only is he this Messiah, th this long looked for has come at last, as Matthew Henry said. But as the disciples learn more about them and as Jesus teaches them, what they will find out is that he is not only the Messiah, he is God himself come to them in human form. And he comes in where? They wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a temple. They wrapped him in swaddling cloths and, and laid him in a palace. They, they wrapped him in swaddling cloths and, and laid him on Parliament Hill? No. In a manger, a feed trough for animals. And I was thinking about that, and that just really kind of stuck out at me over the past month. I've been thinking about this passage if God's landing pad in the world is a manger, we are being taught to expect the unexpected and that with God, all things are actually possible. David Platt's a pastor and he was speaking at a conference and he shared this anecdote. He was on a vacation and he was outside in this foreign country and he was outside this temple and he was talking with some people, a couple of these guys and they're from different religions and these other guys were saying, basically, you know, we all kind of believe, you know, we, we kind of have some different beliefs, but fundamentally, we, we kind of believe the same thing, and we're all going to kind of be with God at the end. And so Platt said, so basically, you're describing God like, it's as if God's at the top of a mountain, and we're all at kind of at the bottom of the mountain in different parts, and we're all kind of striving with our own moral efforts to get to the top of the mountain, and we'll be all be with God so all, all the kind of the differences are, are kind of superfluous, but we'll all get to the same place. And, and, and they're like, yeah, that's, that's basically it, you understand and he says, but what if I was to tell you, wouldn't it be great if God came down the mountain to where we are in the midst of our muck and grime and the difficulty of our lives and all our brokenness and shame and all the problems that all of us have in all of our own different ways, if that God came down the mountain to be with us, to walk with us, wouldn't that be great? Like, yeah, that'd be amazing. And very humbly and, and graciously, he said, well, that's what the Bible teaches us about what Jesus has done for us. He comes to us in the midst of our situation, the muck and grime and everything else, 
And he brings us forgiveness and peace, and it is a gift that he gives us, not something we can morally earn by working our way in perfection up the mountain. That's unexpected. But maybe with God, all things are possible. Now, as we talk about this and think about how it relates to our own lives, I want to put a big asterisk beside this statement. And the first asterisk, the first footnote is this, God is always consistent with his own character, right? So as we think, okay, with God, all things are possible. Yes, but God always acts in a way that is consistent with who he is, right? So the Bible tells us that God is love, and so he's always going to act in a way that is consistent with that. The book of Hebrews says that God doesn't lie, and so, okay, he's always going to be truthful. He is wise. That is who he is. And so he's always going to act in a way that is consistent with his character. And something else that we see beautifully, and I love this, and we see this so clearly in the Nativity story, that God chooses to act and work in a specific way. He chooses to work powerfully through his people's A, humility, and B, loyalty. Mary, humble, a manger, humble, so someone is humble is someone who is able to say, God, you first. And God, I want to yield to you. And I know that you are wise and holy and true and good. And so I want to serve you first. I want to be selfless, not selfish. And I want to put other people before myself. It's like the eyes of God range throughout the earth looking for those people. And he chooses to work powerfully through them. The second thing on that list is Loyalty. And this is another consistent thing that you find in Scripture. And so, so God is looking at those people who are loyal to him, those people who believe in him and who trust him and who acknowledge that his way is better than their way. And he's like, there. And God chooses to work powerfully through these people. So one time, one more time with the big words. With God, all things are possible. As we think about this, distill this more and more and relate it to our own lives. I've put the words with God in another color because the original biblical manuscripts, there's no like italics or underlining. So, but I think if there was, these two words would be emphasized. With God. That's framed in the positive. With God, all things are possible. If you frame it in the negative, it's without God, all things are not possible. And so the wonderful, beautiful thing about this majestic passage is that when Christ comes into our lives, as he does, and these things become possible, it's not because we are great or because we have done incredible things, it's because he is great and he is doing incredible things despite our brokenness and the pain and the mess of our own lives. With God, all things are possible. So C.S. Lewis is a, a literary critic and author, and he, uh, he's written Mere Christianity, this, uh, Surprised by Joy, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. He's written some really incredible things. He also wrote something called The Chronicles of Narnia, and the books, and they've been made into a, a movie series as well. And one of the books in the movies is called Prince Caspian. And we, my family just watched it uh, last week again. So, so good. And basically, the, the, the movie is building, and there's this battle coming between light and darkness. And the light, the good guys, they're, they're far outnumbered, of course. And they're going into this battle, and, and, and really it's not going to go well for them. Now, the kingdom is really interesting because it's not just people. Uh, there's animals, and some of the animals can talk. It's just incredible. And also, the kings and queens of the land are young adults and, and even children in some cases. And one of the children, who is a queen, her name is Lucy. And she has seen a figure named Aslan, who's a lion. And Aslan is like the king of the forest. He's so incredible, and he just speaks and roars, and it just takes over, and he is so good and powerful. He brings victory with him everywhere he goes, but at the same time, he's warm and loving, and so everyone loves Aslan. Now, earlier in the story, Lucy, she's seen Aslan from a distance, 
And she says to the others, I think I've seen Aslan, and they haven't seen him in a while, and, and they start to doubt that she has actually seen Aslan. She thinks that, well, maybe she's you know, not telling the truth. But as this battle later in the movie comes to a crescendo, she realizes we need to find Aslan. Now, what we also need to know is that Aslan represents Jesus. He represents Christ. Jesus in the book of Revelation is called the Lion of Judah. And so she realizes that this isn't going to go well for them. And the other people are like, you know, kind of dismissing Lucy's thoughts. And so she jumps on this horse and she goes into the forest to try to find Aslan. Of course, she does find him. And this is what we read. Aslan, dear Aslan, at last... The great beast rolled over on his side so that Lucy fell, half sitting, half lying between his front paws. He bent forward and just touched her. His warm breath came around her. She gazed up into the large, wise face. Welcome, child, he said. Aslan, said Lucy, you're bigger. That is because you are older, little one, answered he. Not because you are? I am not, he said. Every year you grow, you will find me bigger. So what's happened is, as Lucy has come across Aslan, she thinks that he's bigger, but he's saying, no, I'm not bigger, I'm the same, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever, but every year you grow, you will find me bigger. And this is the powerful thing, and of course, he comes back and they prove victorious, but as with Lucy and Aslan, so with us in Christ, every year you grow in humility, every year you grow in loyalty, you will find him to be bigger in your life. You will find him to be majestic and powerful in ways that you didn't know before. Every year you grow, you will find me bigger. And with that, all things are possible because he is growing and his power is greatly realized in your life. And so one of the things I wonder is that at this time of year, maybe our issue isn't that our expectations of God are too high. Maybe they're too low. And so think about this. Expect the unexpected. With God, all things are possible in a way that is consistent with his character. Every year you grow, you will find him bigger. Let's think of your next 12 months. And let's imagine you become, expect the unexpected. With God, all things are possible. You become ignited as a person of hope. And you've, you know, fought against that whole cynicism and despair, which is just infectious in our culture like an airborne disease, and you become brimming as this person of hope. How incredible and awesome would that be? Every year you grow, you will find me bigger, he says. What if in the next 12 months you became a person of incredible courage? Who knows what the next 12 months will be? And we've been through this period of human history, which has been challenging and difficult. And if someone tells you they know what the next 12 months or next 10 years are going to be like, they are lying to you. We simply do not know. However, imagine you being a person of courage. Expect the unexpected. With God, all things are possible. Every year you grow, you will find me bigger. Let's imagine your households, these places of integrity and honesty and wonderful relationships and steadfastness. Expect the unexpected. With God, all things are possible. Those types of things. Or just imagine yourself growing. Every year you grow, you will find me bigger, he says. What if... You became this person of such faithfulness and love and blessing to the people around you, and people are hurting. And imagine you contributed something of blessing into their lives, so much so that when you weren't in their presence, they would physically feel your absence because you were full of such faith and love. Christmas is a time, I think, when God reaches into our lives and brings our eyes yet again to the horizon of his possibility. Expect the unexpected, friends, because with God, all things are possible. Amen.